nerd is the new sexy. Late last night and the night before. Couple of nerds, nerds, nerds knocking at my door. Because this is nerds the new sexy. And we all float down there. Everyone floats like a turd. <laughs> Was that like the toilet flushing or Yes. Okay. That's that actually sounded like something exploded. Oh. <laughs> yeah, a butthole. Well, alright guys, welcome to Nerds the New Sexy. This is episode number sixty-two. This episode's going to be about um uh, well, basically Stephen King books slash movies. I mean it just came out, so and yes. we'll get and we'll get to that. We got we got some news. We got some stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, we. I mean, you know, we'll cover some things first, and then we'll get to you know Halloween in September. The main topic: Halloween in September. <laughs> Whoa. First, let's talk about Death Note. I know you know this is something we didn't get to talk about when it first came out because we were on a break. Uh, yes. Sunrise, what was your initial thought of Death Note? Because Death Note has a live action series. On Already. Netflix now. Yeah, now, it's okay, not see, the Japanese version. It's not the the one that came no. out for them. No, they they whitewashed it, and we'll get to that. But go ahead. Son. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I kind of refuse to see it. Uh, I had seen the obviously I had seen seen the anime uh, and stuff like that, and I absolutely adored it and loved it and couldn't get enough of it and watched every single episode. You were a bigger uh, fan I also, than I was at one. Yeah. Point. Oh yeah, and and I just I literally just so you know I I watched the whole season I watched it all on on Netflix, I finished today, because I got yeah. done watching the movie and I'm like I want to point out everything that's wrong with this. Watch watch beginning to end for 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 the anime. I never really was able to to read in the comics. I I got to see the the Death Note movie. I'm not talking about the live action Japanese movie, but I mean the the Death Note movie, which is basically Rook's version of everything that went down, where it kind of implies that, spoilers, that uh, the Shinigami who is talking to Ryuk is actually uh, light uh, from from the events that had happened, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I did also get to see the, uh, it was the live action adaption of uh, Death Note, the Japanese version. Yeah, I, I got thought, to see that too. Yeah, I thought the guy who played light in that was was pretty damn good the whole show was pretty damn perfect yeah when they yeah when they introduced l i was like yep that's l yeah it was it was 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 very good good. it was very the japanese adapt adaption of the the movie or the actually was i think it was a tv series it was a tv series Um, yeah uh it was very good i don't know how much of it there actually is because the last episode i was able to see was when they introduced light to l yeah uh right after his girlfriend was was killed um I mean, and they changed some things in it, and I wasn't too, too happy with it, but I understand where they were going with it. Well, it couldn't like be that. exactly the same as the anime because it would just be the right. same show. And yeah. you got to change, it, and I understand yeah. those subtle changes. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I liked it. And then I heard they're bringing Death Note to Netflix. I was like, okay, isn't it already? And then they're into like, no, this is a movie. So, yeah, so and, I was know, super excited well, when at I heard it. At first, I heard it was a series. I'm like, oh, interesting. And then I found out it's about some fucking white. He's upper not Tanaka. He's not Japanese. Yeah, he's not Tanaka. He's not Japanese. <laughs> uh, basically, it, it found out it's it's about a, a a whiny bitch teenager who is lower upper class type thing, who's just this average Joe and completely destroyed what light was supposed to be and and what he was standing for and why. You understood his motivations. Then they show L, and he's basically fucking Jay-Z. Well, he doesn't act like Jay-Z, but I'll get get to all of that once you're done. Just looking at the characters and reading the synopsis and knowing what I know about Death Note and then seeing the characters, all I can go is, this isn't going to work. This is fucking terrible. I don't feel like watching it. And And when Wild kind of gave me a... A quick rundown, especially with one of his tweets on and stuff like that. I was just like, well, yeah, it's probably because the writers didn't even know what Death Note was. The only good thing, and I'll I'll, I'll start with the good thing on this because I'm I'm there's gonna be spoilers here, guys, big time spoilers. So skip ahead if you want. <laughs> the only good thing, the anime, William Defoe. William Defoe, thank you, William Defoe played Ryuk, and he did a good job. Okay, now I did hear I did hear his voice on a trailer and stuff like that, and all I thought was. That works, doesn't it? He sounds just like he, him. Yeah, I I think he does a phenomenal his, job. His last Ryuk. line in the in the actual live action movie on on Netflix is "Humans are so interesting," and it was so good. 
I, I, it just took me back, and it made me want to watch the 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 anime again, because you know that's something that Ryuk said all the fucking time. And they made him a little too spiny, though, in in the in the Netflix movie. They made him too spiny. He's you know he had like spines coming out of his back and stuff. He didn't. He looked. You can look at him. And go, oh, that's Ryuk. But at the same time, you're like, ah, it's like they tried too hard. But there's gonna be a lot of bitching here. Let's start from the beginning. We got this whitewash, blonde-haired, kind of goofy-looking guy who's who plays Light. Now let's let's look at Light in general in the anime, and in, in just as a character, he's a smart individual, top of his class, very fucking like not scared Father's of much. Father's a police officer, a very yeah. strong sense of justice, what he feels is justice. Yes, what he feels is justice, which becomes warped later on in the anime, but that's that's beside the point. Um, anyway. Instead, we have this blonde-haired, goofy, fucking chicken-shit kid who gets bullied at school. Yeah, and he was, he was very well-liked. I mean, yes, there was a, a, a part with bullying, which was wh- why he tried the Death Note to begin with. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Yeah, and he watched him, you know, die on the street and stuff like that. Yeah. That was not the norm for his character. People liked him. People looked up to him. Yes. They kind of mimicked that scene in the movie and all i could think of was uh final destination they just went too bloody death note was good because they cut out of the cut that stuff away and let your yeah. imagination go to it yeah and because the whole thing was oh they're gonna have a heart attack unless yeah. you're specific yeah well no he, he didn't know about that until later yeah the first thing he wrote was decapitation like oh yeah yeah and the guy literally a car goes by some shit some series of events happens and this this uh ladder goes off the back of this truck and basically decapitates the fucking bully so yay there you guys go um now i have posted a uh thing that someone else has put together that i liked so much that shows the difference between the difference of actions between light in the anime and light in the uh netflix movie Light, when he first finds, or rather when Ryuk first finds Light in the movie, it's about 15 minutes of Light screaming like a little girl. I'm really? not kidding. He was So scre- he pulled a Shia LaBeouf in, uh, the other, in Transformers where he starts just screaming like a girl? Well, not only did he scream like a little girl, I mean, there was some weird shit going on. I'll grant him that. But I'm also comparing this to the anime. He's, he sees Ryuk, screams, and he's in class. He's in detention. He screams, he screams like a little girl, goes straight to he's the in door. in detention? Yeah. Okay. He goes straight to the door screaming for help. And then, after he does that, because shit's flying around him, you know, Ryuk's pretty much fucking with him, which is funny. And after that, he sees he can't get out, so he goes under the desk and hides in the fetal position with his hands over his eyes. That's our hero, everybody. That that that's, That is the whitewashed version of light. In the anime, he, he kind of he gets startled, falls out of his chair, looks up and says, Oh, I've been expecting you. That's as far as that sphere goes. Yeah, which speaks a lot of, again, it speaks a lot of his, about his character. Now, let me ask you this, Sunrime, and I know you could tell me this. When it comes to Light and L, what what's the first thing you think of? Like a cat and mouse? Oh, it's a battle of wits. That was one of the be- things I love best about that about that anime, is each one trying to outmove the, outmove the other one, and, you know, this constant cat and mouse game. Say goodbye to, to that. You, yeah. not, in the mo- not in the movie. No. I the- mean, the fact, I mean, just like, okay... Like, like that whole scene when Ru- one of the, okay again it's it's subtle things in the anime and and even in the manga that speak so much about the characters like when Ryuzaki aka a- 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 uh, Ryuzaki which is actually L yeah straight up tells Light that he is L oh yeah that that that, that, yeah, that ceremony goes, I, yeah I've got something to tell you what I'm L I'm L and he, he just doesn't fuck off Ryuzaki. about it yeah. Because and, and and light even says he goes. Why would he say that? He's he either doesn't believe that I'm Kira, or he knows that if I try to kill him now, I'm gonna think of the actor and kill the actor instead. I've got to watch this guy. Then they both get up to do their speeches. Light reads this speech and re- and L with a blank piece of paper recites it word for word. That speaks volumes about that character. Just like like seeing the Shinigami and being like, holy crap, you're real, and I was expecting you. Yeah. That says a lot about his character. That's not in the movie. An idiot got the notebook, and not only is he an idiot, but he's a scared idiot. And then he, find, he finds, he gets this power, and uh, he finds Misa. her right. Misa, Misa, Misa. Thank you, Misa, Misa. I was trying to remember because yeah. they keep saying it twice. Misa, yeah. Misa. 
Uh, yeah, she's a pop star. Well, in the right. in, in the well in the, in the original, I think she was like a model slash pop star. Thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of thing. In yeah. um, an idol, as they call them in Japan. Yes. Uh, yes, she was, a, she was a she was a Jap idol. Yeah, I think she has like a whitewashed version name too, but it's supposed to be her, obviously. Uh, as opposed as opposed to being, because I'm gonna get back to Elle in in, in light in a minute, but as opposed to being like you know utterly in love and to do it do will do anything he he wants kind of thing she's and, and more, almost more insane than he is no she's more manipulative she's she's trying to get the notebook in the movie but she's, she has a notebook she doesn't they don't even Why? show the other shimigami it's just ryuk that's it because it's a movie and it takes way too long for them to animate other shit they meet through school some other shit happens blah 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 but they turn out in love uh more or less the fella that got to play l had all of L's quirks. He did good on that. Because, you know, L was really quirky. He's not really a sociable person for good right. reason. He loves sweets. Well, it's always candy with him in this one. It's not necessarily, you know, he's not putting more sugar like in his... Parfaits. Yeah. Yeah, never eat salt. Yeah, he's just eating candy. L himself is kind of a bitch. Let's go to his... How he acts and moves and does things. He wants to get shit done. He's like a, a hands-on kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. No, no. When there's a point where they're about to arrest, like L would stay there and, and and be the one to put the cuffs on. No, no. He walks out the fucking door like a bitch. So, and that's one of the biggest parts. Um, that just sucks. It it literally ends with Light running from L like a bitch. And it was one point where where L has Light cornered in an alleyway. Light starts telling him everything. What? Why? I think they tried to re redo the actual scene at the end of the the anime where he just fucking flips out. Anyway, it just basically ends on a a Ferris wheel where uh, Misa dies. Fall. They both fall off of it. And it, you find out it was pre-written down. He read all the, he wrote this shit down, and he's in the, in the hospital. And L is actually going through Light's stuff at his house. But this is another thing: Light only has his father. His mother was killed. Of course, they, so they had to make him a bitch. Exactly. His mother was killed, so that's why he had this this warped sense of justice. It was murdered like six months before. They keep the first part, like first thirty minutes of the movie. They just keep referencing it. <sighs> and uh, well, anyway, towards the end of the movie. L is in Light's bedroom. Light is in the hospital because he fell off a Ferris wheel and landed in the water. Uh, it was all according to plan. L finds a page of the notebook and it just cuts away because it looks like he's going to write someone's name in it. And you can guess L? And it cuts what? away. It cuts away to the hospital where nothing happens and the last line is humans are so interesting. And it just goes to nothing. And roll credits. Now, I'm missing a lot of shit. I'm sure I am. But that's the majority of the show. If I went through the whole thing, we'd just be here. This would be the whole podcast. So, Sunray, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you vent on this, on what I just told you. I want to hear you freak out on this because this is how I felt. You know, honestly, it's, it's the same thing as, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of other uh, other things. Uh the Lost in Space movie, uh, the the the, the, ro- the new RoboCop, the new Gag. Recall, Ugh. the the remake of uh, freaking uh, Alice in Wonderland, and all that. It, it's people going, oh, I can do that too. They don't understand what is it about the original that makes it good. Well, in this case, I think the only one that did his homework was uh, William Defoe. I mean, L did do that whole like sitting with his legs up on a chair thing okay for me if if somebody didn't know what death note was and they watched that i honestly think they would kind of just from the description would kind of go what's the fucking big deal and that's kind of what i said on the on twitter right i said if i didn't have if i didn't know anything about death note and watched this it would be it'd be okay it'd be okay but it's not it's not okay it's not like it's not like it's it's a movie with a different name. No, it's supposed to be Death Note. That's a hit fucking anime that nerds love. And by fucking it up, you're pissing off your nerds. Really, it's it, it's the it's the Power Rangers uh, movie uh, syndrome where someone was told what it is, and someone went, "I can work with that." Yeah, but I, and, you know what? And that's I'm gonna what say happened. again. I'm gonna say this again. I like the Power Rangers movie. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. But I didn't like the series. So there you go. Uh, well, okay. See, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for for me, 
uh, the Power Rangers movie and 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 Death and the in this new Death Note movie. Someone wrote some fa- fucking terrible fan fiction, and someone said, "Well, here's some money." Yeah, that makes sense. I I just I just already from hearing about, it, I hate it. I wanted to and I wanted to try it. I wanted to see it and get my own impression of it because I heard a lot of people talk about it. Um, I was talking with my buddy Ice Cold the other day, and he was telling me he saw it and. I'm like, oh, you know what, I, I'm, uh, you know, he says it's horrible. I'm like, okay, and he gave me some reasons. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then I was like, I'm going to watch it and get my own opinion, and I did, and I did. So that's my opinion. It's, it's, if I had to give it nerd boners, it would definitely be like a 2 out of 10. No, oh, floppy dick. It's a floppy dick. It's, it's almost inverted. It's bad. Um, oh, I'd watch it again just to see other people's reactions. With yeah. It, you know? But that'd be it, and that'd be the, that would be the entertainment is watching other people. William Defoe was the best. The whole reason it's two is because of William Defoe. Yeah, Light shouldn't have been a little whiny goth bitch. Miso was a fucking manipulative whore. Yeah. The, first, the last thing she says to him before she before everything kind of goes into play is "I love you," and he goes "You love me," and that's when she steals the notebook oh. for, out of his hands. Now Light was the one who was very manipulative. Yes. I mean he he manipulated the shit out of Misa. And, and that other give chick. A damn about her. And that other chick that he went to college with. Yeah, he, he cared more about her yeah. than he did about Misa. Misa was just the dumb blonde, which I would wreck Misa. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. Oh, find me a chick that looks like her. I would just, oh, <laughs> she could be my dick idol. <laughs> anyway. Damn it. Moving on, guys. Uh, let us know what you think of the show, of, of, mm. of the Netflix death note attempt the on the facebook page or whatnot so moving on um i'm gonna talk about something that i've just purchased and i'm kind of waiting for and i don't like waiting sunrise i think knows what i'm talking about oh yes uh i've been waiting a long time and i know you can make them now you can buy them and both versions are just way too expensive a lights and sound proton pack yeah, not a two hundred dollar. Not uh, two hundred uh, for making. Two hundred to three thousand dollar. Yes. Movie exact prop. Yes, which I would love. Don't get me wrong, I would love, but I don't have that money. I don't have, you know, I can I can probably do the two hundred, but you also gotta to, for the two hundred plus, you gotta know how to make it. And I'm mm-hmm. just not that good at shit. I'm not. I'm not that magical. Yeah, you gotta solder. To you gotta know how yeah. to glue certain things. You gotta yeah. know how to cut soundboards and shit and... like that. I understand, but I don't. I I can't follow that shit. I, it would it would turn out looking like uh like the new Ghostbusters prototype. <laughs> and uh, I don't want that. So, uh, but anyway, I I ordered one online. Uh, Spirit Halloween stores selling them. I guess um, so is uh, Spencer's. I can't. I'm gonna do a nerd tech review on this eventually because I ordered it a week ago and I'm not supposed to get it until like the first week of October, which I'm 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 a little pissed off about. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know that until I sent in the money. But you know what? For a lights and sound Ghostbusters proton pack, oh, it better be worth it. And if it's worth it, I'm gonna praise these guys because. Oh, I've been wanting one for so long. Yeah, and and it's better than those blow up ones. I'm actually gonna put together the, the suit myself too. I'm not gonna yeah. get that stupid crappy, you know, Ghostbusters costume, which I did buy, and I have the blow up back back, but I just it just sucks. So, we'll move on. Uh, this is something Sunra and I wanted to talk about for a long time. We talked we we uh, heard about this when uh, about maybe three weeks before the podcast started again. Yes. Yeah, I was excited. So excited to hear about this. And I'll let you. I'll let you announce this one. A uh, freaking Secret or Mana HD remake on uh, PS4. For the PS4. I know we just talked about the Secret of Mana mm-hmm. and uh, the Mana series. So it's kind of fun to, that we can kind of come back on this Secret of Mana in a 3D remake. Now we got to see kind of the kind of how it's going to look. The graphics, spot on, amazing. Exactly what I'd expect. Yes. Voice acting. We got to hear a little bit of the voice acting. Mm-hmm. The little bit I heard, I was not impressed with. That's the only complaint I have so far. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that. But at the same time, I actually think it, it works pretty well because they're going for that kind of cutesy young, and that's kind of how the graphics are too. Yeah. Eh. We'll see. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to give that an F, you know, or a bad rating just just because of the voice acting. Mm-hmm. You know, the the original game didn't have any of that. You had to imagine it, which was good. So yeah, uh, I've already pre-ordered mine. If you guys pre-ordered on on uh, the PS4, I think Sunrise got his too. Yep. Uh, 
So, if you pre-order on the PS4, you get some free shit, you get some free avatars, you get uh, some suits for the characters. But I'm excited. I'm excited for this game. Uh, you'll probably get to see us do a Let's Play or a, uh, a review on it. Probably see us um, actually playing it, because I guess you can multiplay on this game. You can. So, it, we'll, we'll definitely be checking that out. I think we're ready for the topic. What do you think? Yeah. It's topic time, guys. The topic is Stephen King movies and books so when you think stephen king what's the first thing you think uh for me it's the christine Chris, christine's a yeah cujo is the first thing i think of no even oh, though yes even though the shining has a amazing like special place in my heart mm. cujo is probably one of the movies that really blew my mind i mean the first three movies i would think the movie the movie adaptions from the books would be cujo the shining and then they had mm-hmm. like a a series or a, yeah. a, a TV like adaption later on. Yeah. Okay. So, so what happened with the shining is Stephen King was not happy with the way the Kubrick did, uh, did the shining. Uh, it actually wasn't even filmed at the Stanley hotel. I believe it was filmed someplace in Washington. It looked good though. Uh, yeah, I, I, it, it, it did good. look good. So Stephen King decided, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this the right way. I'm going to do this, uh, uh, the Stephen King way. I'm going to make it like the book. And so it became like a, I want to say five or six part uh, uh, miniseries, and he kept all the original dialogue, and, and it was fucking oh, it was, it was boring. Brilliant. It was. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was good. It just took. Uh, I'll agree with you with the boring to an extent. It took too long to get from point A to point B. That's what I'll agree with. But there was a lot more of the story. I mean, you knew why some of those ghosts were there. You know, and I That's liked that. True. As opposed to the movie where you're like, you see the twins, you're like, what the fuck? And then they hint to, like, people giving blowjobs to each other in fucking furry outfits. And you're like, why the fuck are they doing that? Well, in the, this, they kind of they kind of explain it. But I, I like the story. And it, that's, I think, what made it good. But And then, of course, the third one I was going on from there would be uh, oh, Pet Cemetery. Ah, yes. Pet Cemetery scared the living fuck out of me as a child. I, I remember not seeing that for a long time and... What uh, I did see uh, growing up and stuff like that was the movie posters at the video stores and, and, you know, with the tagline, don't bury me, I'm not dead yet. Yeah. And just that freaking me out, thinking, what the hell is that? What about you? What are, what are the first three movies you think of when you think of, uh, and books that you think of when you think of, of course, Stephen King? Uh, for me, the, the first three, like, I, I, I think the ones I saw uh, the first one was that I remember scared the shit out of me until I saw it later on, and it just didn't bother me at all. Uh, was Prince of Darkness, and then uh, Pet Cemetery, and Christine. Yeah, Christine is a good is a great movie though too, and a great great book. The kid who always getting his ass kicked, and he uh, he comes across this car and he he, he uh, builds it up, and one night the one-dimensional bullies decide they're gonna go fuck with the car because he keeps talking because he keeps talking to this guy's uh, girlfriend and they don't like it or yeah. not to say girlfriend just another guy that the the jock boy likes and he says well i know where he keeps his car so they go and they destroy their car and one of them literally takes a shit on his dashboard yeah yeah and then <laughs> i forgot about that yeah and then one of the nights uh one of the guys is killed and he goes back and he's being mopey over his car and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, he notices, hey, wait, part of my car's okay. He's like, this is weird. And he starts to walk away, and he hears the car fix itself. He turns around, and he sees it, and he says, okay, show me. And the car fixes himself. And he starts to become more and more and more obsessed yeah. and uh, Almost like a girlfriend kind of thing. And, it, you know, it's a 57 Chevy Bel Air, so it's a gorgeous-looking car really rare and yeah he just kind of starts to get more and more uh, uh possessed by this car and stuff like that yeah uh which is the one with the chick with the powers that gets blood splattered on her i can't remember oh that, that's uh, uh that's carrie carrie yeah was that a, was that stephen king After yes movie stephen it. king wow yeah, 1976 and 2013 oh wow that's insanity you know and of course the the movie it's coming out or it came out it came out last what it came out friday and uh, I'm already hearing good and bad things about it, mm-hmm. which I'm still excited. I'm going to see it, I, you know, when I get money. And I'm just hoping that, you know, it's not one of those movies where the commercials are all the best parts. 
I, I've heard I've heard good things about it. Uh, it seems like it they they changed the date of the story. So it, I believe it takes place in the seventies. Yeah. To start off with, and then it takes place net, uh, uh, current day. Uh, so they kind of changed a little bit, but apparently the first it's not like uh, the miniseries uh, where it keeps flashbacking to when they were kids. The first part of the movie is them as the kids and then jumps for, time jumps forward to where they're adults going through the adult part of it. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited to see what they do with with Pennywise because they, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, I think that this the miniseries did a great job. Miniseries wasn't bad. Uh, the parts that were supposed to be scary and stuff like that were a little too comedy. Like even the part where freaking Pennywise is up on the up on the balcony in the library and he's doing the live that the performance was so hilarious and it was uh tim curry playing mm-hmm. pennywise the people in the background are actually laughing and you're supposed to be scared yeah and like i was like you know they open up the the fridge and all these balloons like ooh balloons scary and then you know their their head the head of their dead friend is inside of the fridge and he, hi guys it's like really Really? I don't know. When I was a kid, it was it was creepy. The way they made this this clown look is fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah, no, he looks frightening. I I still say to this day, I hope Tim Curry does like an appearance in the movie. Yeah, it'd be cool if he's one of the teachers or someone. You know, maybe if someone dies. Yeah. You know, someone is like, ah, oh, that 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 clown doesn't exist. You're full of shit. You know, it's just a little wink to the audience, like, ha ha. I used to be the bad guy. Oh, and here's a here's a little update from one of our pad, past podcasts. They're making a live action Aladdin, guys. No. You know who's gonna be the genie? <sighs> I know everyone else is saying it, but I don't think you know, Sunrise. You want to know no. who the genie is? Will's fucking Smith. <laughs> no. Say say goodbye to your childhood, man. Oh, I'm not saying he's gonna fuck it up, but it's not Robin Williams. No. <sighs> but yeah, we t- tangented it off a little bit on, but I just wanted to see your reaction. Just remember, guys, you heard it here. You heard it when we said it that this shit was gonna happen. This <sighs> is a big fat I told you so to the whole world right here. I, I, I. <laughs> <sighs> You're speechless. Yeah. One movie I remember seeing that I, I guess originally was a mini series. Uh, Tommy Knockers, and I didn't. Oh, think I Tommy remember Knock- Tommy Knockers. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Tommy Knockers was all that bad. And also, I remember it not being all all that all that great. It it was interesting enough. The other one I remember that was just terrible and just drove me up a wall was Maximum Overdrive. Oh, I loved Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, that had a really good premise, and they fucked it up. Uh, I, I I liked it. I thought it yeah. was good. I mean, it starts it starts off with oh, this asteroid's coming to Earth and all this weird stuff is happening, and then all of a sudden at the end of it, it's like, yep, it was that alien ship that was. It's like what what the fuck are you talking about? Was that and, Stephen King? Yeah, it was Stephen King, oh, and it I had uh, what's her name the 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 lady who do, voices Lisa uh, Simpson in it. Oh and, yeah, so she her was a big actress. And voice was was in it the entire time, and uh, Stephen King movies follow a. a a specific type of trope as well. You have an uh, overactive preacher man who is actually not a very good person, who, who's, who's actually like not very Christian at all. You have an adulterer, his whore, his wife. You have the drunk, who's usually the first to die. Gee, I wonder why Stephen King does that. Yeah. And yeah, Someone's got to die. Might yeah, as well be it, the drunk. Yeah, and then you have the, the supposed boring everyman who is actually the hero. That's every Stephen King movie and Stephen King story ever. And it's basically like, this man bought a toaster. It does more than burn the bread. Here's the thing I like about Stephen King, though. Stephen King can go from writing Tommy Knockers or uh, It and go, you know what? I'm going to do something different. Oh, here's Shawshank Redemption. It's like, holy yeah. shit, you can write another genres. Yeah, he's not just one, like, you know, not horror or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's it's like, oh, talent. oh, yeah, oh, you know, Shawshank was good, but you know what, let's combine the two. Here's the green mile. It's like, yep. oh, what the fuck? Uh, a Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Wasn't that, wasn't that him, Dream too? Dreamcatcher, yeah. I thought it was okay. I like the, in the movie, I like the actors. Oh, I, here, okay, here, 
I get we're supposed to see him change from one personality to the next, but why does he go from one minute talking, talking just normal to suddenly having a really bad British accent? I don't know. I can't explain that. I, you know how long it's been since I've seen it. S S D D. And and the fucking Down syndrome kid, Mister Gay. you, Mister Gay. It's like okay. I thought it was a good movie. I I thought it was pretty decent for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it honestly, it would, it would be like Timmy. To me, it was the equivalent of Timmy from South Park can actually fly. Yeah. You know, it's like. There's no, uh, oh, all these friends get together, they witness this thing, and there's this alien that was, it's like, stop this stupid shit. I thought it, I thought it, it was, I thought it was interesting. It had my attention. People who are cats. Oh, God. Um, you know what I'm talking about? You and uh, I have talked about this Nightwalkers? Sleepwalkers. Sleepwalkers. That was such. But I remember, like, this dude and his mom were, like, kissing and shit, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's hella incesty. That movie was kind of a flop too, which it should have been. Yeah, yeah, it, it was one of those just it was cringy. Very, cr- especially the guy, you know, the guy's fucking his mom and stuff it like was that. It's very like, cringy. Really? I think that was one of his his movie or his his stories that he had like where it's shock value kind of thing. Bad movie. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to be like scratching your head wondering why. Because yeah, it was it was in the eighties when he had when when he started going sober and stuff like that. It really kind of affected a lot of his writing. You know, I think one of his most successful book to movie translations was Misery. Oh God, yes. I think that uh, out of all of his all of his books and everything like that, that is the one that actually works. Well, what about the Dark Tower? <laughs> Uh, what about the Dark Tower? Actually, I couldn't finish that without laughing. Uh, okay, I have never read the books, uh, so I have no idea. Uh, I don't. I, I've heard that it was not a faithful adaptation to film and stuff like that. So I honestly have got. I no heard idea. the movie sucked in general. Yeah, all the yeah, guys, like even bad. if you didn't know, it sucked. The Dark Tower was always a book that I wanted to read because I know there's a bunch of books, right? It was like a series. Yeah, it's a series of books. So I hope I hope it's a good movie. I hope it's a blockbuster hit. I hope because we need one. We haven't had really any very good movies this it's summer. It's certainly not a good scary movie. Most of the quote unquote scary movies have been bad again. They've gone mm-hmm. from it, it, it. The interesting thing is they are at least trying to be scary. They're just being bad at it, and they're they, they've gone from honestly it, it, they've gone from trying to be scary like like actual scary. To being like, well, fuck it. We can use jump scares for an easy scare. We don't have to try real hard. And you know what? If we're shocking, a lot of them try. A lot of them mix up scary with gore. Like, yes, gore, gore is gore is like you know the equivalent to the old slasher films. Like I see that shit in video games. Yeah, you know, uh, play the evil within. Fucking that that you want you want gore and cringy and actually kind of scary. Yeah. That would do it. Yeah. Well, because you're you're so defenseless in that game. Yeah, and that's what's beautiful about it. Yeah. And you fuck up, you know, you get to watch your friends die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of fun. Yeah. So hopefully it and I I'm I'm going to go I'm going to try to see it here soon will actually bring back horror horror into a real scary place. Like things that will fuck with you psychologically as well as visually and not just a Oh, I'm jumping out of I'm jumping out of the you know the shadows with the machete. Oh, I chopped off his head. Ooh, scary. I, Stephen King works very very well with books because he's a very descriptive writer. And so when you're reading the books compared to watching the movies, it's much scarier because you're filling in the blanks. You are putting in there with the descriptions of everything. You are seeing what is scary to you. He might be describing the scene. But how you are seeing it and how it is scary is because you, in your mind, are putting the images that are scary for you into your mind. That's why his writings work so well, and they do not translate well to film. In some instances, they do. I mean, okay. It's been proven. Well, okay, just like with the the Shining, when he's out there and he's playing in the snow and the, the, uh, the bushes and stuff like that come to life and are sneaking up on him. As a movie... It's not as scary watching that happen. As it would be in your head. Right, but yeah. you are reading in a Stephen King novel, especially without knowing, you know, what what might be happening next and stuff like that. Here's a here here's a, a like a, a I think it was like what eight in, in the book or or in the movie or something like that. So 
completely defenseless, completely oblivious, just thinking, and all you're reading is about how this shrubbery that is actually a, a, a poltergeist, a demon lion, is creeping up on him like a deer in the savanna and the and it's it's getting closer and it can smell him and and he's so close and he's reaching out a paw and if danny you know was paying attention he could feel the breath on his neck and he's about to oh and he's opening his mouth and putting his 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 mouth around the kid's neck before someone comes to rescue him that's fucking terrifying Oh yeah. Watching that in a movie, you're gonna go. Well, it's just gonna disappear. Or but in the it, when you're reading, and you're picturing this, what this thing looks like, that's terrifying. Well, bad CG always screws stuff up. And too. bad CG screws shit up. Well, let's admit it. No matter how good the CG is now, 20 years from now, you're gonna see it as shitty CG. Yep. CG does not age well, with few exceptions. Star Wars, you know, when when they mix CG with real life. Yeah, CG does not do organic very well. It does particles. It does destruction effects. It can even do cars pretty good. Stephen King in his miniseries did a lot of a lot of practical effects. There wasn't a whole lot of special effects, but when they did do special effects, they looked terrible, like Tommy Knockers. Yeah, yeah. The, the practical effects, like with the tr- typewriter and you know, and, and certain stuff like that, was great. But like that lipstick laser she used on the cops, that was terrible looking. <laughs> oh god. You know, I forgot all about that. Yeah, she used that lipstick. It's like, oh god, Pet Cemetery, great example. Lot of practical effects. Yes. Not a whole lot of special effects. Well, even the undead animals were really yes. well done. Yeah, it was done very, very well. And it, and even if the movie itself doesn't age well, the look and pacing and and the feel of the movie does. You, you know, in in another five years. We're not going to say, oh, wow, that was a great movie because it wasn't that great of a movie then. But, you know, even no, no matter what Herman Monster tried to do, he was not going to be able to save that, that movie. No. But, yeah, the effects in the movie work. Now, granted, when Church jumps on him and he's swinging around, it's obviously a very fake floppy cat and stuff like that. Yeah, which is actually – actually watching it now makes it funny. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, at the same time, there's movement there. There's weight. There's some weight to it, and he's reacting to something that's actually there. So his movements are more more fluid and stuff like that. And I, that's one thing I do like about the Stephen King miniseries um, and uh, the one that I like the most, which I, I, I feel most people do, is The Stand. Because, yes! Because I wanted stand. to save that. Because this is, this for me, this is the best for last. Is oh, God, stand. yeah. The Stand uh, was stand an amazing was miniseries. Awesome, 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 awesome. No, I forget. I don't think I did because I, I know I, I introduced you to a few things. I don't think I introduced you to the Stand. No, I had I had seen most of the Stand, and then you yes. showed me the rest of them because uh, I believe uh, um, Sofisto, your father, had recorded them. Yes, and watched them and, and over we, the course of a weekend. The Stand was the reason I started be I I started writing yes. in general. The Stand was the reason that I beca- that I started writing stories, books, mini story, everything. I loved that. I loved the book. I loved the miniseries. Yep. I loved it. It was yeah. good. I thought miniseries was freaking amazing, and I, uh, I, and it was it was so cool because I had come to the conclusion, but I didn't. I wasn't a hundred percent certain that I understood it right. And again, spoilers. So during the entire time, there's basically a guy who's kind of like I, for a lack of a better term uh, a ghoul no you're t- you're talking about the trash can man. yeah i'm talking about trash can man yeah so during this entire the fire dude yeah so during the this voice entire... of the pink panther i'm sorry i had yeah. to say it <laughs> so during during this entire uh story he is basically doing the work of the devil and every time he's doing something he he says all for you all this is for, for you, you all for you you know and... say, he also had like kind of like a little a little rhyme or something you'd yes. say and so then at the end end of the miniseries and stuff like that, he brings a nuclear warhead. And there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on and you know, with him and a bunch of other people. So I'm not going to – Bumpity-bump is what he said. Yes, bumpity-bump. Yeah, bumpity-bump all for you. Yeah. Yeah. And he brings this nuclear it to Las Vegas because the devil has gotten all of, the, all of his followers to come to Las Vegas. It was the big fire yeah. is what he called it. Yes, yeah. the big fire. 
I love I love Trash Can Man. Yeah, and so Trash Can Man's got this nuclear warhead out there, and the devil's kind of like, what are you doing? It was a gift. Yeah, it's a gift and everything like that. And at the end, uh, if I remember correctly, because Randall Flagg was the devil. Randall Flagg was the devil. Yeah, at the yeah. very end, and he's got his finger literally on the button to detonate this nuke. He looks up in the sky and says, "Bumping him all for you." All and he hits, for you. At because at the end, he was not talking about Randall Flagg. You know, he was aka the devil. About- he yeah. was telling God all for you because yep. he had been turned around. And the whole time Randall Flack thought he was doing stuff for him. Yeah. And, and he was, so he was his pawn. He wasn't. He was actually not doing it for him. And it was like a holy shit moment. It's like yeah. everything suddenly makes so much sense. And and at this point, at this point, the trash can man was so burnt from the sun because he yep. was walking through like deserts and dragging a uh, 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 wheelbarrow, not wheelbarrows, but like uh, 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 trailers and stuff like that behind him with ropes and yeah, yeah, you know. And then they had the the uh, the mentally challenged guy who's the who they got the guy that played on Coach. Yes. Moon. That spells moon. That guy. Yep. Uh, he was pretty cool. The, this, the characterization in this in the book and in the miniseries was amazing. You got really into these characters, and yep. the acting was uh, great. Oh, and, you know? and, the, and, and the woman, uh, what was her name? I uh, can't remember. The, the little black lady yes. that was like, yeah, that was in her dreams. Yeah, basically, and, yeah. God's advocate. Yeah, God's advocate, and keep calling, I gotta get people out to Colorado. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, I loved her so much. Really so southern, awesome. old old lady. Really cool. Yeah. What makes it good is that everything just kind of comes together. And at first, all they're trying to do is survive. Yeah. The, the all pa- they're trying to do. The pacing the pacing is awesome. Uh, the characterization is awesome. The depiction of uh, a military, very, uh, what do you call it, martial law quarantine of people is very realistic well it cracks me up do you remember how how this quote-unquote virus got out i you know for the life of me i can't remember off the top of my head and and the, I, I, rem- I remember how it started and i correct me if i'm wrong guys i'm pretty sure that the the first episode started with uh, uh everybody wants to rule the world the song yes and what happened was it goes into this this underground like almost umbrella like corporation kind of thing and shit happens and this thing goes airborne and everything's being locked down. Well, this this gate guard decides to leave. Oh yeah, that's right. He basically goes asshole. Like, Fuck you guys. I got a family and just yeah. takes off. And because of him, all of this starts. All of this. So yeah, and there's people who are immune to it, and they're the ones who are who are left over and. Yes, and it just goes from there, and it's basically an apocalypse. You are basically watching Stephen King's interpretation of, the end of, of, the world. of Revelation. Yeah, the end of days. Yeah, the so. end of days, and it was very interesting. And it's not heavy on the nose. There's not a lot of Christian allegory and stuff like that. But you realize that, oh my God, this was supposed to be Revelation. This is cool. What cracks me up is Flag lets his what turn, turns out to be his his general out of jail. And the guy's in there starving to death, and he's like, I can let you out. And he's, like, showing him the key and stuff, and yep. he's like, I can let you out. And he says, well, who are you? He says, pleased to meet you. I hope you guess my name. Yes. And that cracked me up. Doo-doo. Yeah. Doo-doo. Please it's meet a- you. Exactly. Hope and you guess my song's, name. The song's about Satan. Yeah. So there you go. Uh and he lets this guy out. He makes a deal with him. This guy's basically his right-hand man. And it just goes on from there. It's it just everything. Everyone has a story. And there's even this chick who's just completely fucked. And you could tell that she wants to be the, she wants to be good. But at the yeah. same time, she's got this fucked up life. Yeah, she, she ends she's up, basically she's basically the whore of Babylon. Yes, she ends yeah. up she ends up you know basically making the devil's baby. Which, yes. Spoiler alert: she ends up committing suicide, killing it and her in the process. Yeah. Yeah, she she is the whore of Babylon in Stephen in the in this Revelation story. Now, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna horror Netflix out. It used to be on Netflix. The it stand did. used to be on. I don't know if it is now. Remember, this was a miniseries. I believe this was uh, about twelve episodes, maybe longer. See, twelve, and they're all about an hour or so long. Each one started with an amazing song. Yep. And it, you get really into these characters. Uh, uh, the guy who played Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump was one of the main characters. That's right, he was. It's oh, it's so good. Everything just comes together at the end. It's one of those. It's one of those movies that like shit happens. You're like, why does that happen? And everything yeah. comes together like a puzzle piece at the end of the movie. And it yeah. just that was one of Stephen King's best fucking achievements. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I think that his that is his most successful miniseries. Uh, you know, I, I I give a nod to Andromeda Strain 
I just don't think it was very good. It was very boring. Eh. Uh, the book, fantastic. Fantastic book. One of my favorite. One of my all-time favorite Stephen King is Andromeda Strain. I don't like the, the, the movie slash, you know, kind of miniseries. Because I remember it wasn't so much a miniseries because it was a movie. But I remember them breaking it up into a miniseries. Here's what I like about the Andromeda Strain uh, uh, with the whole... Uh, uh, concept behind it and stuff like that the way they described the way it's described on on the synopsis on the book is viruses they're not alive they're not dead they don't care about you or their their only purpose yeah is to evolve and spread it's like that is terrifying when you think about it because they're it's a virus is not alive. It, it by definition is not alive. A virus is not dead. There's never such thing as a dead virus because it was never alive. And all it wants to do is change its DNA structure, continue to to alter itself in order to affect more and more hosts, and continue well, to spread. Since it's Halloween in September, what's that remind you of? What's the closest horror analogy that you can think of that that what you just said that matches what you just said? Oh, the fact that. Uh, my wife is pregnant. I'm about to have a child in October. Well, no, but that's that's absolutely nothing well, to do with what I was going to say. But a, yes, yeah, we're, we've got a little nerd on the way. I figured to use there's that a, as a segue. Little, there's a little nerd on the way. <laughs> but no, what I was getting to was zombies, dude. Yeah, zombies. Yeah. Yeah. I hope your child doesn't come out as a zombie. That'd be kind of. Yeah, no, I kinda, I'd, I'd be a little upset. I kind of, I kind of want little Batman to be okay. Yes. Oh, and he will be Batman for Halloween. I'll get a picture. He's got a Batman uh, uh, outfit already. Okay, so for movies, Misery was his best book adaptation. For miniseries, it's definitely uh, The Stand. I would, yeah, I would say The Stand, and a close second for me would be It, because I liked It. It has a special place. There's a nostalgia for It for me, and yeah. I think that's what that's. I, what I would, I would put It as my second uh, successful for yeah. for it, because it's just there's just too much stuff they. I think they screwed around with and didn't take seriously enough and things like that. Like, okay, now the scene of, of going, you know, when they have the flashback where she turns on the faucet and there's just blood everywhere and only the kids can see it. Okay, yeah. that that's scary. But opening up, but then opening up a, a fridge with your dead friend's head in there and he's like, "Hi guys, how you doing today?" Well, you gotta remember, this is this is. I want to say the early 90s, late yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah, 90s. Uh, there was only so much they can get away with that. We couldn't get away with quite as much then as we can now, that, especially in true. movie form. Yeah. So it's so, just, yeah, there's some things about it which just did not work with me. And several times, even watching the miniseries, end to end to end, where I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little lost uh, for the October month of Halloween. Maybe we will go through and like every week we will have to watch a, 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 a horror movie or a series and, and do that. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, yeah. An honorable mentioning that, that I will, I, that I want to give simply because uh, it, I, I enjoyed it the first time I watched it, but then going back and watching in, I, I didn't uh, was the mini series for the Langoliers. Yeah, it was yeah. just a disappointing reveal. The concept was fantastic. The ending didn't make any sense. Oh, are we them? Are we the new people? It's funny that you mentioned the Langoliers because Gambit mentioned them a, a few yeah. podcasts back. I mean, it's a uh, great concept. This is what made Maximum Overdrive great. Are you ready for this? Mm. The song Hell's Bells. Okay, yeah. ACDC. It was my favorite ACDC song, and that movie made me love that yeah. song. When the when the cars were out there, and 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 the leader, the Optimus Prime, uh, Optimus Prime with the fucking head on it, yeah, was sitting there honking at them and demanding they fuel. All I can think of is hang out for another two fucking hours. What are they gonna do? Their cars. Once they <laughs> run out of gas, they can't hurt you. <laughs> Just don't fucking give them gas oh no i'm gonna go out there and pump gas for 16 hours and late lay down and act like i'm so tired <laughs> why didn't you all over. take turns <laughs> if you were so dedicated to feeding these things fuck it take turns then or don't just yeah just don't the movie would have been over faster <laughs> 
but it's shit like that. If it wasn't for shit like that, we wouldn't have these beautiful rants. That's that is true. So, you know, it's it's almost like you know one of those movies where like don't go outside, you're gonna get killed, and they fucking do it anyway. Well, fuck course, you, I'm gonna go outside. Yeah, fuck you, I'm gonna go run outside. I gotta run away from this this axe murderer guy. Yeah. Oh look, I broke my leg. Yeah. Well, I told you not to fucking go outside, you dumb bitch. Yeah. See, okay, and that is I I actually just just a real quick nod. I saw I finally saw uh, um, Cloverfield Lane. And uh, was it like Eleven Cloverfield Lane or something like that? I loved it. Anytime that it, that says Cloverfield, uh, he says, "Look, there's going to be some loose tie-ins where you will see some things that are are mirrored here and there, and and you know you might see a reference to it, but it's not the same universe." But my Cloverfield franchise, J.J. Abrams says is going to be one of those things where as soon as you hear that, you know it's going to be psychological. What's going on? Okay, cool. It, oh, it, it's a genre is what it is. It's a genre, yeah. You're talking about it. There's a movie on Netflix, and it's called Clown. I've you seen I, I've seen the, the thing for it, and I haven't watched it. Uh, maybe I will, and we'll give well, a it's, review. It's literally, it's like, a, it's like it, it was basically made by people like you and me off of, it was a fanfic hmm. off of, off of uh, YouTube. That they made into a movie. It I, I, one I kind of like that you that that Netflix is kind of just grabbing people with good ideas. Mm-hmm. Hint hint Netflix. Yeah, hey, there's we the have new the sexy. Ne- hint hint Netflix. There's the new sexy live podcast. Maybe <laughs> come yeah. on, fuckers. Yeah, don't 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 make us do do something like the Smosh movie though. That was fucking terrible. No, no, we're not. No, no, we'll, we'll deny that. Or the Game Ranger. Yeah. Or, you know, we can do the yeah, Game we, Ranger. We can do the Game Ranger. Or or, or, uh, the, or we, some other live action <laughs> shit. We yeah, yeah. fucking great. Yeah. But, so, uh, so nerds, though, I mean, with the Stephen King things, things like that. What, what, what's your favorite, and why? What, what did we miss? What, what do you agree with? What do you disagree with? Uh, obviously, we want to hear about it. Do you have any nostalgic thoughts on some of these movies and, and books? And I mean, the guy's take... only got a hundred thousand books that he writes every other month. Oh, so, the... I mean, we miss some. We miss not a even lot. the stories, yeah. just the regular stories. Because yeah, we, we miss been a movies. Lot here. And, yeah. There's movies just that were out just based off stories that he wrote and threw away. So, yeah. and, and, and what movies did did are we forgetting that are Stephen King that we didn't even think think were? I mean, I know there's a crap ton of those too. For the longest time, I didn't know Shawshank Redemption was Stephen King. Yeah, nerds, let us know. Uh, keep keep in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on the YouTube page and the Facebook page and the Twitter page. And uh, here's a little announcement: I now have a uh, a Discord up. So if you guys want to be a part of that, get in touch with me on the YouTube page on the nerd YouTube page. Or Twitter, and we can go from there. Um, yeah, everyone, we want to we want to play with fans and stuff like that. Yes, nerd rage, and we'll we'll play, yes. post up the videos and have fun. Be a part of the a part of the experience. Who knows? You might there. end up being a part of a, a, some of the other projects that we're that we're working on. Thanks for listening, guys. We hope to see you next week. Uh, who knows what our next topic will be? If you guys have any ideas for a topic, let us know. We've been getting a lot of good suggestions lately. Yeah. All right, guys. We hope you have a good weekend. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Anything you have to say, Sunrise? Yeah, stay sexy. Stay sexy, everybody. <laughs>